Hello, this is Grace. And this is Emma. And welcome to Seasons, a year of movies, a podcast where we talk about movies. (laughs) What a novel concept. (laughs) That we do. Yeah, we are um, getting through our Miyazaki season, slowly but surely. So slow, very slowly, but surely. We're doing great. (laughs) We're doing great. Um, So we watched Spirited Away. We did. That is the movie we watched. Uh, this movie's real good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody any thoughts about it that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. Immediately. So, Emma, why don't you help us go to a recap? All right. Unless you want to do Black Snacks first. No. Okay. Recap first. So, um, Chihiro is a little girl. Mm-hmm. Moving with she's her ten parents. ten years old. It's very important that she's ten years old. <laughs> um, moving with her parents... Um, to a new place, mm-hmm. and um, as they move, they move, they get kind of lost or something. Yeah, they take the wrong turn. Yeah, and they end up, and the dad's like, "Oh, I bet if we go through this like weird dirt road, we'll get there faster." We'll totally get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up at an abandoned amusement park. Yep. Nobody's around. Everything's in disrepair, except they smell this amazing food. Yeah, and they get to this they get to this thing and there's just a whole bunch of food there and they start eating it. Yeah, the parents start eating it, chowing down. Chihiro's like, mm, I'm out. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like this weird food. Yeah. Daddy's got credit cards and cash. <laughs> so I'm just here I'm hearing the cadence of the English dub. We watch it in Japanese, but yeah. it's stuck in my brain. Credit cards and, and cash. cash. <laughs> uh, so American. Yeah, yeah, true. Um anyway. And so she kind of wanders off because her parents are just not paying attention to her. They are gorging on this food. And she is this where she runs into Haku. Yes. She runs yeah. into a boy, a pretty boy. A pretty boy. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm what gender is Haku? <laughs> Good question. Who knows? I'm shrugging right now. Nobody can see this. <laughs> I am shrugging. The what world, gender is Haku? The world may never know. The world may never know. Um... But his gender is river or ocean. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> all right, all right. We're about we're getting there. We're about to spoil it. Yeah. Um. So and he's like, but he's like, you you gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Get across the river before, before sundown. Yeah, and the sun just like it like instantly <laughs> turns to nighttime, basically. Yeah. So she runs. Um. She's freaked out. Um, all these spirits start appearing. Yeah. And um, she runs to get her parents, and they've turned into giant pigs. Yeah, and so she gets to the edge of the river, and she's, and it's, like, become this huge, like, like a big river. There used to be, like, like just some stones there. There was, like, no water. Yeah. And now it's, like, this vast expanse that she, like, oh, can't swim across. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I must be dreaming. I'm, like, freaking out. And there's all these spirits showing up, and, like, mm-hmm. everything's become a lot more lively. and. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And her body starts to disappear. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> her body starts to disappear. She's like, ah, I'm dreaming. And mysterious boy shows up again. He's like, eat this. And her body reappears. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to bring you in. Uh, but you have to hold your breath so nobody knows you're here. Um, but she is unable to hold it she gets surprised by a frog person (laughs) dear dear listener if you had to hold your breath across a bridge and across this bridge you were seeing many strange things 
that you had no context for, including. no understanding of. And then a frog person jumps up in front of your face and speaks to the person next to you in perfect Japanese. You might be a little startled. <laughs> <laughs> you might take a breath. Yes, you might. You, anyway. might, you might gasp, in fact. <laughs> this causes all the spirits to be able to, like, smell her. Yes. And they're like, yeah. there's a human around here. Um, so she's hiding. Um, yeah, Haku kind of... gives her instructions mm-hmm. on how she, how to stay. Basically, she has to find a job. Yes. Um, so she goes down to Kamaji in the boiler room. Boiler grandpa. Boiler grandpa. Literally in the Japanese, apparently. <laughs> yeah. According to Wikipedia. Um, and he's like, give me a job. And he's like, I have no jobs for you. You gotta go to talk to you, Baba. And so... And what is it? She makes friends with... Um, she makes friends with Lynn. Lynn, who shows up and takes her up to yep, the elevator. Yep, she's a worker. So this is a... It's a giant bathhouse. Yes, yeah. For the spirits, we should say. Yeah. Um, Lynn is a worker there, and she gets her up to Yubaba, who is this scary witch lady. Yeah, she's like the CEO, basically, or the owner yep. of the bathhouse. And she signs a contract, yeah. basically to to work. And it turns out like Yubaba made a promise not to decline work to anybody. Who well, yeah, because she she's trying to not give her a job because right. then like they can eat her or turn her into a pig. Right. Yeah. Um. Basically, like if you don't work, you know, then you basically die. You're a forfeit. Yeah. Um, and stuff, but Chihiro holds strong and is able to get a contract. Um. And get a job. So she's working in the bathhouse. And everybody's pretty mean to her. Except um, Lynn. Because nice. um, they're all like, she's a human. She doesn't belong. She can't work. She's stinky. Yep, she smells bad. Um, and Haku's like, hey, her, her smell is going to go away. Also, yeah, Haku's like super kind and tender to her. When mm-hmm. he's like helping her get to the bathhouse. But then he shows up again as Yubaba's assistant. And he's kind of cold and distant. And yeah. Shiro's like, what's up with this? Uh, um, and everybody else is like, oh, Master Haku does bad things. Yeah. Um, so it's all very mysterious and upsetting. Um, so then this figure keeps appearing to Chihiro while she's working. Yeah, he's like a, well, she was up on the bridge first, mm-hmm. kind of a pass, and he's like this, it's like basically like a big black cloak. He's got weird little legs. <laughs> They've got also, yeah, also what gender is no face. No face, no gender. No face, no gender. <laughs> um, anyway, they uh, and they just have like a kind of like a, a mask, mm-hmm. right? Like a, like a I don't know, like a theater mask or some sort of. Um, anyway, so um, Chihiro lets no face into the bathhouse, thinking that they're a customer. Yes. And... Also, we should note um, Yubaba changed Chihiro's name. Yes, to Sen. To yeah. Sen. Yeah, which um, is like one of the characters in Shihiro. Yeah. That's like it seems weird because it's, it's not yeah, the same pronunciation, an but, pronunciation yeah, but of the character. But yeah. Um so she lets no face in thinking they're a customer, they're a spirit. Um she is also tasked with cleaning a stink god. Oh wait, before before we get to this. What? 
uh, it's um, before this, Taku takes her to go see her parents. Right. Like in the, anyway, they're like in this big like pig. Yeah, there's just dozens of pigs. <laughs> hundreds of Hundreds of pigs. Of pigs. <laughs> and, um, you know, and her parents are also there. Yeah. And she's like, don't. Don't get too fat or you'll die. <laughs> He'll eat you. <laughs> He'll eat you. Um, um, and he reminds her of her name. Yes. Her full name. And she like had almost sort of forgotten. And he's like, yeah, you keep this, you know, remember it, but you got to keep it close. Right? Yeah. You can't tell other people about it. Yeah. Um, and like, he doesn't remember his own name. Yes. Um, but then, yeah, she is tasked with cleaning the biggest, <laughs> biggest bath. And then also tasked with cleaning this this basically like big blob god of black goo yeah who shows up everybody else they're like first they don't want to let them in they're like yeah. it's not worth the money yeah um and then but it does make it in so they're like oh chihiro <laughs> gets to clean up this yeah. mess um and Oh, I love this part of the movie. It's, it's a good, so, it's really it's a good part. Um, Cause yeah, everyone's just kind of like, Oh, just like do what you can, which is like nothing. Right. And then like get them out. Right. Like, take the money. And so the, uh, this thing kind of like grabs her and like pushes up against, and they like feels like this, like weird spoke or like a thorn. Mm-hmm. Besides, so like, okay, well we need to pull this out. Yeah. And so they get all the workers and start pulling at it, and they, like, pull out, like, a bicycle and, like, a TV, and basically just all this gunk. Yeah. Like, you know, falls out of it. Mm-hmm. And turns out it's river spirit. Yep, it was, like, a river god. It's much, much smaller <laughs> yes. than the stink god, but, like, very powerful. Right. Um, and stuff. And, like, you know, gives him a bunch of money and is able to, like, be freed. Right. From the gunk, from the pollution. Right, and so... Wink, wink. Wink, wink, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, this is, might be apocryphal, uh, but I'll just bring it up here, because... Mm-hmm. But apparently this is based on a, a real experience that, that Miyazaki had mm-hmm. when he was hanging out by a river and just, like... I mean, I don't think it was as much stuff, right, as he's pulling the movie, but, like, pulled out a bicycle and, like, some junk out of a river and, like, yeah. got, like, more... You know, people, like, pull on it and stuff, and so... Yeah. Um, so Sen's kind of like on top of the house, sort of, but like she's kind of become accepted because she like did this really difficult thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, I think... Oh, and the river god also gives her this little ball. Yes, that is important. And she tries to eat a bit of it. It's like this herbal sort of concoction. <laughs> it tastes very bad. Yeah. Um, um, so... Yeah, well, there's kind of two things because it's no face eats the frogman. <laughs> Yeah, so... And then starts giving out gold. Oh, wait, we... Because No-Face can, like, conjure stuff. Yeah. He can, like, make things. Mm-hmm. This is established earlier. I don't know, like, want to get too into it, how it's established. Um, And, like, he's trying to help Sen out. Yes. Um, and at one time, like, she accepts her help, but then he sort of, like, gives her more things that she doesn't need, and he's like, she's like, I don't really need that, and he's, like, sad about it. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so he starts, like, making gold and basically, like, making this big spectacle out of it and trying to give everybody gold. Yeah. And, like, taking over the bathhouse, right? Um, I keep saying he, but I should be saying they. Yeah, and when, yeah, basically No-Face just eats a a couple of the workers. Right. Um, And everyone sort of panics, right? But this is, but this is also, while this is happening, while No-Face is, before No-Face eats people. Yeah. (laughs) Um... She sees this dragon in the distance. Yes. Who she recognizes as Haku somehow, uh-huh. like sort of 
extrasensorily. Yeah. Um, being attacked by paper things. Yeah. Paper, paper, person. Yeah. Yeah. Bird people paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and stuff, but... So she, like, helps him get inside, but it kind of, like, goes off. Um, I can't remember. Okay, so... He, like, so, opens, you know. Right, so she... Yeah, he she, like, prevents the paper from harming yeah. him. And she flies... He flies back to Yubaba's office. Yeah. Right? And she's worried because, like, he's really hurt. He's, like, bleeding and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, what... Like, Yubaba's probably going to just let him die or, like, he's not any use to him anymore. Yeah. Right? Um, and so she kind of sneaks into Yubaba's office where she meets Yubaba's baby. <laughs> who is a giant, who's giant baby. A giant a lad of massive proportions. <laughs> yes. um, he's just a big old baby. And he's like, play with me. And she goes like, no, I can't. I gotta save my friend. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, if you don't play with me, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and um, all that stuff. I'm, yeah, what else is going on? Like, she well, goes yeah. in there. Yubaba is like, tells the the heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. She's got, the, she's got these like three just like green heads that are like her assistants or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so they're trying to like, push Haku's body down, like, the garbage chute. Oh, that's right, yeah. She tells him to get rid of him, basically. Yeah, and stuff. And so Chihiro comes in and, like, tries to save him. And and then Yubaba comes in. But wait. Well, yeah, it's because one of the little paper paper people... Stuck like, to... Yeah, was following her. Yeah. And that turns into Yubaba's twin sister. Yeah. She, I don't remember exactly what she wants. She's causing trouble. And she turns the three heads into the baby, yes. turns the baby into a rat. Yeah. And turns the, like, Yubaba's bird assistant. She's <laughs> lots of assistants. <laughs> this is the CEO is like, you You don't, you just kind of lounge around your big apartment and, like, your five assistants take care of everything for you. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so true. <laughs> anyway, um, and turns Yubaba's bird assistant into a, a like, teeny tiny, like, not real bird. bird. Yeah, like a bird the size of a fly, basically. <laughs> A rather large fly, to, yeah. be, to be fair. Um, um, it's a little blob with a beak. It's yes, so yeah, cute. it's very cute. Um, anyway. Anyway, and... Uh, well, because, yeah, so... Uh, what's her name? Oh, um, she's trying Zuniba. to... Right. She's trying to... The reason why she was chasing Haku and hurting him and stuff as yes. the paper people is because he stole something. He stole, he stole this a seal. seal, golden seal. Like a... Not like a seal, the animal, but like a seal, like a stamp. Right? Yeah, um, that has like a spell on it. Yeah, and he's like, he's gonna die because he stole the seal, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah. But he sort of wakes up, and he breaks the paper thing, and so it mm-hmm. shatters her. But then they fall down the garbage chute with yeah. the rat and the and the fly bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They go down. They fall down to Kumaji's. Yeah. Place, mm-hmm. and they he throws up the seal, and. Well, yeah. So yeah, Chihiro gives him. Oh, gives the him ball. the person part of the ball, yeah. So he throws up the seal and this little black slug that she smashes. Right. Um, and, and then she's like, oh, I have to return the seal. Yeah. And that's maybe how I can save Haku. Yeah. So Kamaji yeah. gives her a train ticket, um, but also somewhere in there. <laughs> um, oh, so then 
Oh, go ahead. Finish your... Somewhere sure. in there, um, Yubaba is, like, trying to placate No-Face, who has just grown in size after eating right. all the workers so, that's food. right. So, we should, uh... So, as as Shihiro is trying to rescue Haku, she mm-hmm. runs into No-Face, mm-hmm. and he, like, offers her a ton of gold. Yeah. Right? And then she's like, no, I need to save my friend. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he gets so sad and then eats two people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, at this point... You know, no face only wants to see Sen. Yeah. Um, Give me Sen. Give me Sen. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got the voice of the frog person. <laughs> so I'm sure they didn't agree. Yeah. Um, so, like, Sen obliges and goes in there. Um, right. But is like, hey, I can't stay with you. I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go help my friend. Sorry. And, like... And no face is very upset and right. sad. And doesn't does she she feeds him the rest of the ball, right? I, yes. Cause yeah, so then no face throws up all the food <laughs> and, and, he's and like, the workers. Yeah, and, he's like chasing after her and yeah. stuff. There's this whole chase sequence and she's throwing up everything up. But then she kinda like he like keeps slowing down basically. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing and just up. throwing up. It's and so then you know, eventually throwing up all the people. Um anyway, and then they sort of like, uh, she like beckons him to ah uh, uh, to to come down to the train with her, and so there's now he's got this little gang, got a little crew. <laughs> yes, so uh, it's she, it yeah it's Chihiro she, and the rat that is actually the baby. Yes, and the tiny bird which is actually the big bird, and no face. Yeah, <laughs> squad goals. <laughs> they ride the train all the way to Zaniba's house. Yeah, and she gives back the seal. And is like, oh, hey, there's no curse on it. Because um, you stepped on it. <laughs> she laughs about it. I mean, she... Well, she exp- oh, go ahead. Finish, well, sorry. so the slug was Yubaba's curse. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't... Okay, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but You're right, the slug is Yubaba's curse to keep Haku under control. Yeah, yeah so then Zaniba, you know, because um, Chihiro thinks that they were one in this, you know, that they were together. Right. Um, the slug and this, you know, that the slug belonged to Zaniba. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, no, like, that's from Yubaba. That's, like, she was controlling Haku. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I forgive him, you know, because he didn't mean to steal this. Yeah. Like, she made him. Right. Um, and stuff. And they just <sighs> hang out. Yeah. That's kind of That's kind of it. Well, then Haku stands up to Yubaba. He's like, I'm going to go get your hero back. Mm-hmm. Right, and you lost your son. You didn't even notice. <laughs> lost yeah. your baby child, and you know your giant baby. Your giant baby is not actually a giant baby. It's, it's your three heads. It's the three green heads. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, um, and so yeah, I feel like we're there's like we're making this movie sound so much more loose and disconnected than it actually is. Yeah. Um. So Aku leaves to go take Jihiro back to. Yeah. Yubaba, and um, while they're writing, and this has been hinted at before, Shihiro uh-huh. um, remembers what Haku's name is. Mm-hmm. That he like, she like fell into the river. Yes. That he was. Yes. Right, and so he remembers her name, and then she he like kind of wakes up and like, um, like transforms back from the dragon to the genderless person <laughs> <laughs> to the uh, to the human spirit, spirit. force um, yes yeah. um 
and stuff, and they, like, glide down to the earth together, and Yubaba is there. Yes. And Yubaba set up this test for Shihiro, where she's got all these pigs, and it's like, oh, can you tell if your parents are here? Yeah, I'll let you get out of your contract if you can say which one of these pigs, which, which of these pigs are your parents, but you only get one guess. Yeah. And Shihiro looks at him. She's like, none of these are my parents. Yep. And she's right. And so Yubaba lets lets them leave. Um, right. Oh, I forgot because the he's like suddenly baby has been having character growth this whole time. <laughs> it's like if you make your hero cry, I won't love you anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. And so yeah, uh, hero leaves and um, Haku like promises to find her um, mm-hmm. again that they'll find each other. And so then she runs back to where, you know, her parents were, and they're humans, and they're like, go, let's go. Now, where were you? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, ten minutes have passed. Yeah. Um, And they go back to the car. Um, Yeah, that's the movie. And go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Supposedly go home. I'm sure they go. I'm sure you they know. get home. I know they're well, just lost on the way. Well, I know, but they only have to drive back. <laughs> you know, they didn't get that lost. It's like a straight road down to. They just decided they, their dumbasses decided to get out and explore the abandoned theme park and then eat the mysterious food that was there. <laughs> like there were a lot of steps there to that process. True. Um, I want to say. Anyway, that's the movie. A yeah. lot happens and not much happens. And like every one of these movies, I like guess. Like every single one of these movies. Um, and yeah. it's very good. It's a real good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Emma, why don't you, before we get into the meat of this here podcast, why don't you tell me about your likes? So, my likes are... there's oh, your like and your like. Yeah, yeah. My like is the soot sprites. Yeah, um, it's classic. It's so, they're so cute. Um, it's like based like the same soot sprites, same creatures from Totoro. Um, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are adorable. They work down in the boiler room with Kamaji, and yeah. their job is just to like each pick up a piece of coal and throw it up. Into the through, furnace, yeah. yeah, that heats the baths. And they're the so bath. good. They're so funny. They're so sweet. They pop up a couple times in the movie. Yeah. And like... Yeah, they kind I of just, a whole. There's a whole little mini subplot with them, basically. Yeah, um, like Shihiro becomes the way they achieve class consciousness, basically. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah they go on strike. Yeah, <laughs> well, because because like Shihiro is trying to prove to Kamaji that she can be useful, so she yeah. picks up some coal. Yeah. Oh, because the one of them gets squashed. That's right. One of them gets squashed. Yeah. And she picks it up, and the suit flies away, and she's like, oh, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And yeah. Kamaji's like, "Finish what you started." Yeah. So she goes and throws it in the furnace. Which it's incredibly heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's super heavy. And then all the little suit sprites squash themselves because they're like, "Shihiro could do this work. Yeah. Why are we doing it?" Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, they they like keep watch over her human clothes and yeah it's mm-hmm. very cute and i love them yeah. so much yeah well uh what was your thing that you didn't like my yike um yeah it's hard with these movies because they're all so good um so That's my true. yike is like right at the beginning of the movie one like so it just shows like shot uh, a couple shots of them like driving the car on the road 
into this new town. And um, for one, like the lanes are swapped. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. from, that's how it is in Japan. Yeah. From how it is, you know, here in the United States. So it was like just weird to see that. Yeah. Um, but also as they're making um, the equivalent of a left turn. So they're turning right, but it's, you know. If you drive in the U.S., you know, a left turn can be somewhat difficult when there's oncoming traffic in the opposite direction as you. So they're doing that. And, like, I, there are cars coming up that are coming way too fast for my liking. <laughs> and it was stressful. Yeah. It's a stressful situation for me when I drive, and I did not like seeing it. <laughs> yes, I didn't even notice because I'm too gay to drive. <laughs> yes. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, well, so my Ike... Is when they when when they're cleaning the river spirit, mm-hmm. there's this like pus <laughs> that comes out of the black goop. Yep. And it's very gross, and I don't like it. Yeah, it, like bubbles up and then pops and slides down. <laughs> I don't like it. It's gross. This is this is the thing. Is like this is like I mean yeah. I, this is a movie for kids, mm-hmm. or like you know for for all ages, right? Mm-hmm. For families, kids can watch this movie, but it is consistently gross in yeah. a way that like, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's weird. It's weird, like, like, uh, Emma and I watch Clone Wars. Yes. Which is also, you know, for, for kids, for all ages. <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. But, like, well, yeah. But the thing is, I just think, I think, like, just watch kid, kids' movies prove that kids, like, are, can, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it flies over their heads. I'm, no, yeah. I'm not a I'm kid. I'm just saying, some of those episodes are an intense PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, remember when <laughs> Savage Opress kills his brother by like, choking him to death? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Anyway. Remember all the episodes about war crimes? Anyway, I'm sorry <laughs> we're getting off track. It's a great show. Yeah. Go watch it with your kids. That would, I'm sure that would be a good time. Yeah. Um, For, considering that these are all spirits, um, and maybe that doesn't mean, like, that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have bodies, but they're very embodied. Well, right. Maybe with the idea of, like, a bath bathhouse, right, is, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, they got to clean the stink. Yeah. You gotta get clean. Yeah. There's like a physical it's pleasure nasty. element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like a well, there's a there's a whole thing when Kamaji incentivizes Lynn to take her to Yubaba by giving her a roasted newt. Yes. Which is like a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and uh and it's like, you know, she meets another spirit who's like salivating, who's like, Oh my god, give me that roasted newt. <laughs> and it's like it's like well, it's like, why why do you want a roasted newt? Like, why mm-hmm. is that so appetizing? But you know. It's like the spirits. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, my like is so there's this part when they're when they're driving through the forest on the way to the abandoned amusement park. They're just driving really fast and she hears kind of freaked out and she looks out the window and the music kind of like swells and you see this like big stone face, like a statue, mm-hmm. just like sitting there. And it's kind of, um, the shot of it is it's like, I guess, like, panning with the car. So uh-huh. it's like you're sort of seeing multiple, you know, little angles of it. And there was just, like, I think it was dr- hand-drawn, but there's also, like, a sort of 3D animated mm-hmm. that gives it, like, this sort of three-dimensional look as you're sort of panning over it, right? And it just gives it this really otherworldly, like, strange sensation mm-hmm. um, that I think sets up the movie really well <laughs> and is, like, subtle in a way, like, a lot of the surreal stuff in the movie isn't, right? Yeah. Um, I just think that's a really cool touch... It's a really nice moment. Yeah. That's my, that's my like. Nice. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. Um, well, Emma, do you want to talk a little bit about your history with this movie? Yeah. I can tell you about my history with this movie. Yes. Like lots of these movies, um, I've seen it once. 
on that day <laughs> where I watched five Miyazaki movies in a single day. Um, and yeah, kind of had similar feelings. Um, I was definitely like more into it this time around, mm-hmm. but I just always like grown up hearing like, oh, Spirited Away is amazing and like one of the best movies like of the century and you know yeah um and stuff and then i like watched it and i was like yeah this is good (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and so i was like worried about how i was gonna like feel about it or what i was gonna think Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of weird because i watched it and i had like a great time you know right yeah um and I was like, wow, this is, like, a really good movie. And then it ended, and I was like, yeah, I liked it all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, like, a few other Miyazaki movies that I, like, definitely like way more. Yeah. And that's fine. It is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This is one of these movies where, like, I watched this a bunch when I was a kid. Like, I don't think I saw this as many times as, like, Castle in the Sky or Kiki's Liver Service, which were, like... Two ones, I think we like. I don't. I think we might have VHSs of those or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. way back. You know, um, but I like this movie a lot, and I re- remembered a bunch of it, um, and I remember the music. <laughs> I was like humming the, along with the music the whole yes. time. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. This was always one where I mean, I think especially when I was like a teenager, I was like, oh, this is like the big popular Miyazaki movie that everybody loves, and so mm-hmm. it's actually it's secretly it's not as good as the other ones. <laughs> And the thing is, I think it is as good as the other ones. I don't think it does as much for me as, like, Kiki does or Mononoke does. I don't think that is because it is a lesser movie than either of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just a, a personal thing. Yeah. Um, but, that's yeah, that's about where I'm at. I think this movie's great. Yeah. Um, I think this movie... There are things that, yeah, the thing is, even though I, like, this is a movie I remember very well, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie that I did not think about when I watched it mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yeah, <laughs> mostly, mostly class. This is now, <laughs> you know, Emma's got a sociology degree. I do. I got a humanities I degree. I do. That's weird. Yeah. And you have a, you have a doctorate. <laughs> I do. You don't have a doctorate. You have a, what's the word? Bachelor's, there we go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're probably not going to get a doctorate, right? Oh, no. Oh, Is it, can you get a doctorate in library science? Is that a thing yeah, you, you can? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. And, I, we, and I've got a bachelor's in humanities and German, and so we're both mm-hmm. dirty Marxists. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, and we're just, this is how we think about the world now. Um, so, yeah, one thing I, I think is, is cool about this movie is how much of, like, it's really interested in space mm-hmm. and like the you kind of become familiar with how the bathhouse is laid out mm-hmm. and like where things are yeah um and in fact like the last the ending credits play over like scenes of different parts of the bathhouse and mm-hmm. the amusement park right um and i think it uses that to create the sensation of class of worker dynamics yeah of um social distance right that like Mm -hmm. yubaba is at the top and she's the whole floor Mm -hmm. at the top you know it's this massive building and she's the whole top floor to herself right there's like she like she like you know telekinesis moves shihiro through a bunch of doors Mm -hmm. early in the movie and like it's just like you know 
like all these huge doors open and close behind her and she moves yeah. through like six or seven doors and, and the it, rooms know. are like completely empty right yeah <laughs> like full of stuff um but not like all the floors below where it's like bursting with workers right and clients mm-hmm. and i yeah and then like you know anyway and this, you know and also like she used to kind of enter in from the bottom and, like, Kamaji's there, and there's all these, like, suit sprites, yeah. right? We're just doing all this, like, hard labor um, at the very bottom. And, mm-hmm. like, but that's also, like, key to everything that's happening above it, right? Yeah. All right, so there's just a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. like, there's it's communicating a lot of, like, stuff just through its imagery. It actually really reminded me of Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> 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 um, which I think does a similar thing, particularly in the first disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the first first half of the first disc, really, when you're in um, Midgar, which is the city uh, that game is really interested I think in class particularly that first part and communicates a lot of that stuff through how you move through the spaces mm-hmm. um, in that world right anyway so yeah yeah the thing I noticed is um like the foreman um and how yeah um the foreman is in charge of um basically like passing out the different tickets that the workers need in order to like order up different baths for clients and stuff. And so, uh, Chihiro goes, has to go to him to try to get these tickets to clean out the huge dirty bath that nobody's cleaned in forever. Yeah. That basically she's like been given as like a punishment right, for, for, for being, being human. human. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And like, he refuses. And of course, like he, you know, doesn't have any like power compared to Yubaba, um, but like over the workers, like he gets to decide right. everything and like make her life horrible because he wants to. Um, right. Well, there's a lot of those kind of power dynamics where like it makes you feel like how Kumaji, for example, is like below Yubaba and mm-hmm. sort of like you know the backbone of this whole thing, but it's like overworked, right? Yeah. But also like he is like a tyrant over the <laughs> sprites, right? Yeah. And is like furious at them when they start striking and mm-hmm. and stuff. There's like you know there's like multiple levels of like how power is functioning. Mm-hmm. You know the way Chihiro relates to everyone else, all the workers, and how all yeah. the workers relate back to her, and you know mm-hmm. who in the workspace has power, and you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, another related thing, because this, like, movie is explicitly, um, like, inspired by and, like, about, um, like, Japanese capitalism and consumerism in the 80s and 90s. Um, you can read about it on Wikipedia. <laughs> but, yeah. like, also, this abandoned um, theme park, like, they say in the movies, it's like, oh, in the 90s, like, they oh, built right. a bunch of these theme parks, um, and then, like... You know, and then, like, a crash happened, and, like, nobody had money. <laughs> so, like, right, then they yeah. all stopped coming um, and stuff. And, like, we find out um, later that, you know, a bunch of a bunch of these spirits have been displaced because um, they're all nature spirits. And so, like, the building up of, like, Japanese society, like, got rid of the rivers. You, you know, right, and, yeah. Um, and or, trees or and everything. Or at least gunk them up, right? Yeah, gunk them up like like the big old stinky boy, um, and stuff. And so they've lost their homes, but then they take over this abandoned like construction. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. you know that was like 
just like created and discarded at like the whims of capitalism. Right. Um, yeah. And stuff. And so then they like then they make it their own and like are hostile to outsiders. Right, but they're also like recreating the structures that they mm-hmm. that push them out, right, within yeah. this um and also like I mean yeah, I think it's really interesting because I always I always like assumed that the theme park was a front for the existence of this that it, like you know what I mean? And I think actually the yeah the way you're reading it is a lot more interesting. <laughs> I think than that. I was I was assumed it was like Hogwarts, where it's like if you go to Hogwarts and you're not a wizard, you just see like a big field or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that idea of like, you know, and then yeah, that like these two worlds are like actually really intimately connected, mm-hmm. even though they don't really seem it. You know. Yeah. The, the, the first right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like No Face kind of plays a role in this too because. I mean, it also turns out, like, the gold he's been getting everybody is fake, right? Um, It's just, like, representation. You know, it's just a a prop. Right. (laughs) Which is also, like, that's what money is. Yeah. That's what gold is, right? It's, like, like, it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very, like, gold is, like, valuable because it's rare, but it also is, like, well, actually, okay, it doesn't have no practical function, but it has relatively little (laughs) practical function as opposed to, like, steel or iron, right? Mm -hmm. I know gold is, like, used in electronics and stuff sometimes, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, a, you know. He's a good conductor, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Looks pretty. Yes, yeah, that's the primary <laughs> thing, right? Um, and so, well, yeah, and there's also like because I think it's actually interesting because um, so there's a scene where the scene where No Face like eats two people, mm-hmm. right? He's basically like parading down this hallway, mm-hmm. and all the workers there have these like little like basically like little Chinese takeout boxes. <laughs> I mean, like made of wood and without like a top, right? Mm-hmm. So they can like grab gold. Yeah you know, that he'll just, like, toss into the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I think something I appreciate about this movie is that it, you know, it understands that that behavior is actually, like, not good, mm-hmm. right? And that, like, this is hollow, ultimately. Yeah. But also, like, like there's a part earlier when, when the forest spirit gives them all gold, that, like, everyone's picking up gold, mm-hmm. and your Bob was like, hey, that's company property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, like, you gotta give the gold back to me, right? Yeah. And then I'll maybe distribute it, yeah. you know, which is, like, how... I'll take, you know... The majority of it. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the thing is that's that's what like that's what labor under capitalism is. Yeah. Is like you know if you work at a company like if you work at McDonald's, right? Or if you're a farmer who works for McDonald's, even mm-hmm. right? Like you are creating the value. Mm-hmm. Like the you know whoever owns McDonald's doesn't actually make a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this is like this is Marxism one on one. But like you know the, the like the people who own like don't make the product. They don't like make the thing that is consumed that like has value, right? Mm-hmm. But they receive most of the value. Yeah. Right. And so like seeing these people who are like trying to get gold and like it's it's like yeah, there's some element of greed to it, but it's also just like survival and yeah. the fact that like they are not fairly compensated for the labor that they get. Right? Yeah. Well that's I appreciate that it doesn't frame Chihiro in like not being interested in the gold. Like it's not like cause she's noble or like, you know, not greedy. It's right. like because this is not her home. And she's, like, working because, like, she needs to survive in order to, like, rescue her parents yeah. and get out. Right. She does um, not have to stay like Kumaji and Lin do. Yeah. Right. And stuff. And so, like, yeah, she's not interested in the gold because, like, what is she going to Like, she has no use for it, but all the workers do. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And so, yeah, I just appreciate that it's framed that way. Um, that's like a, this is kind of a different topic. Um, mm. I appreciate that like Chihiro is not framed as like 
a hero, even though she's like incredibly yeah. brave and right. like does a lot of good and like cool and beautiful things in this movie. But like, yeah, she is just like a normal child, baby child, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, who's like just doing her best, right? And I think that this are the, there's a couple moments where like she doesn't know what a foreman is, mm-hmm. right? She doesn't know. Like she's weaker compared to a lot of the other people that are working at the at the fact I mean at the bathhouse and stuff and that isn't the movie's not like oh shame on her mm-hmm. and it's just like she's new to this world and like she has things to learn from people inside of it right yeah. that it's not so much that because um, I, I think it's very easy to make a story like this where it's like oh the the outsider comes in you know and like transforms the place yeah. you know um, and that's not what this movie is mm-hmm. right. Um, but I do think that, like, yeah, like, her experience, like, changes her, mm-hmm. right? But that also the way she sees the world, because she's not sort of, like, changes the people inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes me think about, like, how, um, so, Kumaji, when he gives her the train tickets to leave, uh-huh. he's like, I've had them for 40 years, right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's had this dream to, like, leave and just has never done it. Right? Yeah. Is well, sort of the, what's implied there? or I'm not sure. That's, I... I mean, it's definitely ambiguous, right? Yeah. Because I, I noted that, too. And it was like, yeah, who... Who were the tickets for? Because there's also, yeah, like, there's multiple tickets. It's not just one. Yeah. Right? She gets she has a ticket for, like, every one of her companions, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, so, and so that was, like... Yeah, that was compelling to me. And it is, like, really ambiguous because it's, like... He kept him for so long, but like, yeah, like we, like we never see him leave his chair. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's always he sleeps there. Like he curls up in a ball, like under a blanket. Yeah, in the spot, and then like in the right. morning, and like his food is brought to him. Um, Lynn like brings him. Yeah, know, like breakfast. you don't even know if he has like there's you know, like you don't know what life he has outside of work, right? If, yeah, if that's such a thing even exists. It's, it's like yeah, like how how did he get the train tickets and like who are they for? It's like really interesting, and I have zero answers. Right. Well, I don't think you're su- supposed to, right? But I do think it is like Shihiro. Like part of it shows like he's doing a real kindness to her, right? Yeah. That it's not. This is not just like. Oh well, I have. Train tickets lying around, like, yeah, I, you or, know, like I have, or even I have some money. You know? Right, like, like he is giving something up for her, mm-hmm. right? Um, in a way that that feels really impactful, right? But it, I think it's also like, yeah, like these are people that have dreams that have aspirations, but have never been able to escape. And like that's also like the like Kamaji's like, hey, the train only goes one way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I think that's like a really like that's a really poignant image. I think because um, it's like yeah, literally like there's you know if you left here like why would you want to come back. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like this is a place that, you know, chews you up and spits you out. Like you just want to get out. You want to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah. So I think like it's communicating a lot about that world. Like through that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's also like yeah, the train is like underneath the, you know, again it's like the spatial thing, right? It's like underneath the bathhouse, right? And yeah. goes through that way. And it's like yeah, that's one of the few spots in the movie where like there's an emphasis on sort of transit, right? On being able to to move through a space, right? Out mm-hmm. of a space. Because, like, everybody in this movie is, like, trapped in, in one way or another. Like, even yeah. even you, Baba, mm-hmm. is, like... I mean, you know, maybe maybe very much, like, her own self is trapping herself, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but she is, you know, a part of these structures and can't, like, really get out yeah. of them, right? Well, even just thinking about the way that she treats her baby... Yeah. Um, because... Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so the baby, like, stay... Has, like, you know, his room... 
Um, and uh, and when, like, Chihiro goes in there to hide from Yubaba, so the baby sees her and is like, oh, like, you came to kill me. <laughs> like, right, yeah, you're chill. Gonna, you're going to kill me because yeah. you have germs and you're going to get me sick. Yeah, you're from right? the outside and stuff. And, like, we'd find out that basically, like, this baby just stays in the same room because Yubaba is like, oh, if you go outside, like, you're going to get sick and you're going to die. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And so then at the end of the movie, like, when she sees, like, baby's outside and baby is, like, walking <laughs> on his right, own. Right, like, the first time, Yeah, right? like, standing yeah. up. And she's like, what? Like, you can, you can stand up and, like, you can, <laughs> you're out here and stuff. And then, like, when baby's like, yeah, like, threat, you know, threatens her is like, oh, like, I won't love you, you know? Right. Um, and stuff. And it's, it's so shocking to her because, yeah, she's just created, like, these boundaries that, like, right. feel, like, you know, immutable to right. her. But, like, she of, was the one but, who did it. Right. And that's also part of why she doesn't notice, I think, <laughs> yeah. when, you know, she also, like, meets the rat and she's like, oh, what a disgusting creature. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And, you know, he's the really rat upset. Is like, so sad uh, and, yeah. angry, and angry. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, it's such a good beat because he's like sad, and then all of a sudden he like gets really angry. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really cute moment. Um, and like, yeah, like there's just um, there's just an element where, like, yeah, that's why she doesn't notice, right? It's just created this world, uh-huh. right, that she believes like cannot be sort of penetrated, right? cannot be touched and so she's confident of that in a way that like once it it's like oh gosh like baby got out yeah and he had a good time (laughs) this is unprecedented (laughs) um what else yeah i'm trying to think what else capitalism do we want to talk about here is there any other credit cards and cash (laughs) all right we can we can leave on that note um something I, i gotta think about this movie a lot is identity. Um, uh-huh. And I might end up writing something about this, so I want to save some of this material <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um, but, like, names are really important, right? And you talked to this, talked to me about this before the podcast, and we mentioned it mm-hmm. uh, in the summary, but that, you know, her name gets changed to Sen, which is, like, one character yeah. name. And it's, like, the character for Sen's, like, a thousand. I think it is yes. used for, like, a Sen note, I think is, like, a thing. It's, like, you know, a thousand dollar or a thousand yen, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the, you know is like a thing that you say. So it's like very literally this commodification and reduction yeah. of her, right? Mm-hmm. To this like use value. Yeah. Um, which is like obviously. And so then like her her ability to like recognize her, like recognize that her parents aren't there, right? And to sort of see past that use value yeah. becomes this like tremendously sort of powerful thing. Yeah. Right? Well, it's because she like after one night was like, like basically forgot that she was anything other <laughs> Yeah. Then send then like this value and the right. work. Um, but then Haku, you know, takes her to her parents and reminds her of her name and that allows her to keep her outside identity, which is, you know, the real one. Right. For her. Yeah. Well I think there's some element of that forever, because like Haku's in the same situation in some ways, right? Yeah. Where he has forgotten his real name. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's just reduced to the value that you can provide within the bathhouse. Right, yeah. And so there's like a and this is the thing is also like when you know when Shihiro realizes how they know each other, mm-hmm. right, and why they have this connection is like that's that the connection the connection they have together the the like the um I don't want to say like value uh-huh. right or but like sort of the the things that they give to each other right that's what sort of breaks them out of and then the thing I really like about this yeah is it's I mean it's it is spectacular in some ways because like the 
you know, the dragon's, like, scales, like, peel, like, sort of yeah. shatter off in this really, like, beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, yeah, like, this very, like, dramatic realization, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's also just such a, like, the thing itself is so small. It's like, oh, yeah, when I was, like, three years old, you did this thing for me that was really nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? But, like, that moment of connection is, like, that's the climax of the movie, mm-hmm. right? In a way that, like, I think communicates, like, yeah, like, there's stuff in this movie that's, like, kind of action set piecey. Mm-hmm. Right, but like that's the this moment of identity and like sort of common connection is like what is like what the movie's about, and like that's you know what the movie chooses to like make its climax, even if it's a lot smaller, right? Yeah. Then, you know, even Kiki doesn't quite do that. The climax of that movie is like this action <laughs> sequence, you know. Rip. <laughs> it's good. I I, I want to be clear. That's not a bad decision. I think. I think that movie rips. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I think even just... I think even Kiki rescuing Tombo yeah. is great. But yeah, but I do think it is, yeah. you know, it's intentional, right? They yeah. could have gone a different route and have gone a different route than that in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm sleepy. Um, well, do um, we, yeah, we want to talk about like this movie e- for kids? Well, yeah, because um, if I was thinking about identity, it was in the ways of like, who is this movie talking to? Um, and we've already right. kind of talked about it yeah. um, mm-hmm. throughout, but, like, yeah, Miyazaki explicitly said that, like, he wanted to make this movie, like, basically for 10-year-olds. Right. Um, and, like, for 10-year-old girls. And, um, and, like, I was, so I was, like, I read that before watching it and stuff, and so I was just kind of, like, hey, like, you know, looking for that. Right. Um, and, like, yeah, it really does, um... It, like, feels kind of distinct um, if we were to compare, like, you know, this is maybe a false (laughs) dichotomy, but, like, My Neighbor Totoro on one end of the spectrum and, uh, you know, Princess Mononoke on the other. (laughs) Right, yeah, sure. (laughs) We could, yeah, we could do that. (laughs) Um, But just thinking, like, this movie um, is, like, so dark and, like, we talked about how gross it is. Yeah. Um, and embodied. Yeah, like, there's a lot of blood in this movie, which is the thing I don't think you don't see in kids' movies very often, right? Yeah. Um, but also, like, we're just laughing, like, so much. Like, it's, like, a lot of it is, like, really fun, um, and light and tender, even though, like, like, multiple times throughout this movie, like, this 10-year-old girl is crying <laughs> because, like, right. she's well, even, been separated from her parents. Yeah, well, that scene where she she finds her parents have been turned into pigs is, like, genuinely it's horrifying, horrifying, right? It's, like, I mean, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be, like, every surreal thing is, like, a David Lynch thing where we just have Twin Peaks on the brain. But, it, it, but it's just, like, yeah, it's, like, you know, you turn, like, it, there's a, there's an element of horror in that mm-hmm. moment, right? And that doesn't mean it's not appropriate for kids, right? Yeah. But it is just, like, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, kids, like, both Chihiro in this movie and, like, the 10-year-olds watching this, like, children are really, like, strong and, um, I forgot the word. Resilient. Resilient. Yeah. Um, and, like, like go through, like, a lot of trauma and, like, make it out on the other side. Right. Um, and stuff. But also, like, they're just so frail. And she, like, cries so much in this movie. Yeah. And, like, you know, can't, like, lift things. Or, like, like um, she's, like, trying to creep down the stairs and, like, just, like, loses control of her body because well, like, she, she's she, not an adult. Well, uh, she, uh, she, the stair breaks underneath her foot. Right. Um, yeah. But then, like... But then, yeah, then yeah, she, she can't... She's unable to catch herself. Yeah. Like, she's just, like runs down like three flights of stairs 
uncontrollable and like runs into a wall. Right. right. Well, there's also something about like you you wrote some notes about her when she's animated, right? And this is um, something I noticed too. Is that, like the like the borders of her face and like her body like feel like a little bit more stretched out and like malleable. Mm-hmm. Like like Yubaba like is so big and like she wears like these big dresses, but there's also like a tightness right yeah. to the way she's drawn. Yeah. It's like very like sort of immaculate, right? Yeah. And Shihiro is always like kind of like bendy and like her face sort of moves in these like really you know there's like there's i mean yeah even the scene there where the stink where the <laughs> in the stink and like yubaba and her both her hair stand on end yeah and like the way she moves is still like more expressive and like still more yeah. right than, mm-hmm. than yubaba is yeah um, and um part of me just thought it's like oh that's like because she's human right she's different than all these spirits who are like in their own element right, right. she's like literally in a different world um and stuff but also like yeah she's just a child and like kids bodies can like bend in weird ways and it's right. like yeah like you don't know like when you're growing in all sorts of weird ways and it's like like how do my arms move like how far do they reach <laughs> right right like, especially when what you're... is that smell that is coming from my body um right that, like, well, especially like you're judging me for. yeah you're not like you're kind of on the edge of puberty mm-hmm. point, right but you're starting to the point where you're like you're getting bigger mm-hmm. and your body's like starting to change in a, in a way that feels more dramatic right and like yeah i mean yeah like this is another movie another one of these movies about like about growing up about adolescence, right? And about sort of like learning to, and you know, there's sort of moments where she has like real confidence, right? And then it, it sort of tightens up, right? And yeah. she like, you know, when she's like confronting her face and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. she has this serenity, this calmness that like feels very adult, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and, yeah, I just, I just thought it was kind of neat um, just to look at it through this view um, to try to see it through this perspective. Of just seeing that, like, yeah, like, Chihiro is not special. Um, right. She's not a chosen child. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, she is able to, like, handle so much. Right. When I think it's a much more, like, grounded... So, like, something is established at the beginning of the movie that we didn't really talk about is that... I mean, she's moving, right, mm-hmm. from somewhere else, and she has this bouquet of flowers from her friend. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, being kind of a brat about leaving, but also she's, yeah. just, she's just being a kid, right? She's yeah. just being, like a young kid who has to leave somewhere that she loves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of, a, uh, she's already moving from one place where she's not familiar and being separated from people that she loves. And so she, she's already going through that. Yeah. When she, like, goes <laughs> to this other layer of it in the in the movie, right? Uh-huh. I just think, like, the way, the way that she's quote-unquote special is not, like, some hero or a chosen narrative. It's just, like, through this kind of, like, life experience mm-hmm. and the way that she's able to, like, bravely navigate that which is like so much more satisfying and, and interesting right mm-hmm. than um then you know this is what this is the thing about like like uh <laughs> i don't know why i'm tur- just i got star wars on the brain but i'm not <laughs> as well but like this is this is what like the idea of anakin being the chosen one i find like really really boring mm-hmm. because it sort of frames like all this stuff bad stuff he does as like oh this inevitability that had to be done so that he could one day throw emperor palpatine in the death star or whatever <laughs> And, um, and like, I just feel like that's really boring, but like, you know, the prophecy being sort of a, a means for the Jedi to like exploit him and that, you know, like that draws from like, yeah, again, like this sort of very material reading, mm-hmm. right. I find really interesting. I think this is sort of like, there's no, there's not another, there's not really an alternate reading of this movie, but I think the way she hero, the way she's heroic and the way she is special is framed by her life experience and the things that she gives to people and that people give to her, it's very grounded, right? In a way that's not like, 
you are, you know, the chosen child of destiny and you have the mark and so you have to do the next thing and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever and you're destined to do whatever. But, like, you know, yeah. This is the thing is, I think, I think most good stories about fate are, are, you know, either it's not real or they are horrific, or fate is horrific or terrible <laughs> in some way, right? I don't think there's a way you can do it that's actually inspirational. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, I'm, you know, that's a big generalization. But <laughs> <laughs> Send us your favorite stories about fate. Yeah. Yeah, hot take. Oedipus, it's pretty good. It's pretty all right. Yeah, Freud is wrong about what that play is about. <laughs> As he was wrong about many, many things. <laughs> anyway. Um... um. We talked. So you've got. Uh, we kind of talked about this, but I think there's some stuff here in the notes that maybe is worth discussing. Yeah, I have like a weird, like some weird things that I was thinking about. A weird theme. Um, I was thinking about when I was watching this movie, and maybe it's just because that's what I talked about in therapy <laughs> the day before. <laughs> um, but right. just kind of. But I was thinking about, like, the interaction and, like, the separation um, between, like, generosity and setting, like, having boundaries. Um, And I think um, Shahira, like, exemplifies this in a couple, more than a couple ways. Um, The biggest thing is um, when No-Face is, like, demanding to see Sen... Um, and, like, refusing to see anybody else. Yeah. And, like, Jero, she's, like, busy. <laughs> she's, like, really, she's, like, I gotta go get on that train and save right. Haku because he is dying right now. Right, yeah. Um, but, like, even though, like, she, like, you know, she, like, has no idea who No-Face is um, and stuff, and this, like, kind of found out that she, like, did something wrong by letting them in, yeah. like, she still, like, feels, like, this connection with them. Um, and stuff, and so she's like, okay, like, I am going to go <laughs> see No-Face because they are, like, repeatedly asking for me and, like, in some form of, like, slightly distressed um, yeah. because she, like, won't stay with them. And, right. stuff. and so she goes and says, like, hey, I see you. I'm here. <laughs> you yeah. are asking me, but I am not able to, like, stay here because, like, right. I have my own thing. <laughs> like, that right. is really well, it's important like this, to me. Yeah, well, there's a way in, like, this is, like... Just like, hey, I'm communicating to you, like, what I can do for you. Yeah, I'm not leaving you hanging. But, right. Like, but I like, cannot do this right now. Well, also, it gives recognition that, like, this is a problem that she helped create, right? Like, very mm-hmm. unwittingly and, like, very innocently, right? Um, but, yeah. No, I, I think that's, like, a, I think, yeah, and there's sort of been, uh, I don't know if we want to get into this, but there's been, there's been a discourse, I mean, like, kind of the past couple weeks on Twitter about, like, um, empathy and boundaries and, like, you know, the kinds of things. And I think... Like, yeah, I think I think you've articulated in a really interesting way where it's, like, you know, Shira's being clear mm-hmm. and, like, sp- taking the time, but also, like, trying to, you know, like, be, be, like, be like, hey, <laughs> it stops here. Like, we yeah. gotta, you know, you mm-hmm. gotta get out of here. You gotta throw everything up. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta get going. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I think, like, another example of this is um, Chihiro is, like, willing like, you know, she enters into the contract with Yubaba and is, like, willing to follow, like, the rules um, that, like, she sees as, like, good and, like, necessary and stuff, right? Like, when she, you know, even though it's, like, a punishment um, to, like, clean this big bath and the stink god and stuff, she's like, yeah, no, like, like, she tries really hard 
to like clean this spirit when like nobody else would and she's yeah. like yeah like they're a client and like they you know should be taken care of like the others right um and so she's like willing she's like adheres to this contract but then when it gets in the way of like you know what is like valuable to her and so like right. she's like i'm gonna go up to you baba's floor even though i'm not supposed to right now because right. i need to save haku yeah. and stuff and so it's like yeah she like bends she's you know she like decides for herself like the ways she like bends and like gives to other people mm-hmm. um yeah and stuff and like yeah just a, like another moment in this i loved um <laughs> so the tiny bird has been carrying the rat around yes, like in the most yeah. movie, even though it's like so tiny and it's like a huge strain um, yeah. on this little bird um to carry this big rat and so like as they're walking to Zaniba's house um the bird just gets too tired and like has to set the rat down and Chihiro offers to cu- uh, to hold them both because they're so tiny right um, just put them on our shoulder or whatever yeah, yeah. But then um, it's a night. It's I love this moment um, where the rat, who is baby, um, this giant <laughs> spoiled rat is baby, everyone. Rat is baby. <laughs> rat is baby. Um, <laughs> you know, baby's like been super spoiled, like his whole life, and like yeah. secluded and like demanding, you know, of everybody and everything. And like in that moment, is like no, like we don't, like I don't need you to carry either of us. Like I can yeah. do my part. Um, and I'll carry the bird, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like just a nice. I love that because, like we said, baby, baby has a has an arc in this yes, movie. Yes, yes. Um, and stuff. And so, like, he's learning to like you know that he can be cared for. Um, you know, because he is a baby. Um, but <laughs> also that like he is able to give back to others. Yeah. Um, so part of me wonders if Chihiro is just like this generous. Um, because it's actually like naive, um, naivete because she's like a child, right? Um, or if like maybe like this, like if this is, um, if there's anything special about Chihiro, like it is this her ability to like right. care for others and herself. I mean, I think it kind of doesn't matter on some level because like I think this kind of kindness and like this trusting is, like, she really valuable. Mm. And that, like, the world stomps that out, but that's not a good thing, you know? <laughs> and so it's, yeah, like, whether it's, it's like, an ability Shiro has that's, like, a positive or whether that's, like, a negative thing is sort of, like, I would say, like, not really important, right? Mm-hmm. It's both and neither, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about you, Emma. I am very sleepy. Yeah. Uh, so I say we, we leave that on a note, care about other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth. Workers unionize. <laughs> Shout out to Esther Warren who wrote about that on her letterbox review of this movie. <laughs> um, anyway, so the next movie is Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are hosted by the Admiral Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find at admiralmapping.com and support monetarily. Yes. On yeah. patreon.com slash admiralmapping. Yes, both M and Jackson had their birthdays recently. Oh, that's true. Uh, so if you want to give them a gift... Yeah. Donate to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get you know, get cool podcasts and the letters that they write. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and you can find us at Seasons Movie Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us your questions or mm-hmm. comments at um, 
seasonsmoviepod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also get the RSS feed and the archives and everything at admiralwifey.com slash seasonsmoviepod. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at U of Wales. That is the letter U. And Wales, the aquatic mammal. Where can they find you, Grace? They can find me uh, at Grace underscore machine. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me at graceofthemachine.com. Yes, read her writings. Yes. Her hypothetical soon-to-be, um, you know, post about this movie. Yes, possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I should have. I've got a couple things that works that should be up soon-ish. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you could also, you know, also have a Twitch and stuff. That's all on the. If you just go to gracelandpeer.com and go to contact them, there's all that info. All that. Um, anyway, so thanks so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you next time for Halloween Castle. Yes.